You're listening to the Jay and Dan Podcast. Brought to you by our friends at McDonald's. Rusty, we haven't done a full podcast in. I've lost track of all sense of time. But we got. Uh, we're in this studio. May sound a little bit different because uh, in the radio studio, I think we've got a little Toronto Raptors action happening. A Raptors Charlotte Hornets broadcast. So I believe our friend Jim Taddy and our new friend Nikki Reyes have kicked us out of there. Oh, okay. Yeah, they booted us out. So we're here we are in our own studio. i got to be honest, I, I like doing the podcast here. It's nice. I barely like walking to the bathroom. So right. if I don't have to walk across the parking lot all the way over there, oh, sign me up. Yeah, because, so I'd be curious to see, like, hopefully the audio sounds okay. I mean, hopefully you, you listening in your vehicles or... Well, I don't know how many of you are in your vehicles because everyone's yeah. staying home right now. Uh, you, certainly in, in Ontario, anyway. And do you crank the podcast while the kids are homeschooling? Yes. And just, like, drown them out? Drown the kids out and their teacher. <laughs> Bring a boombox, right? Okay, here's what you do. Dub the podcast onto a cassette tape. <laughs> Dig out your boombox. Put the cassette in the boombox. Put it over your shoulder and then walk into the room that your kids are doing their homeschooling at <laughs> and just crank it. And then if they ask something or if the teacher says, um, well, one of you, uh, I can hear a lot of noise, just be like, eh, that's what happens when you uh, won't let the kids come to school. Well, it might get the kids' attention because <laughs> I walk in on some of my kids' classes and I overhear, I'm like, oh, do you hear that? And they're like, I'm not paying attention. Oh Wait, so aren't you sitting with them while they're doing their classes, or you're just like, eh? Hell no. <laughs> I don't need to. If they've got a problem, I had to get a computer that they're using today fixed. Because, again, I'm sure I'm not the only parent. When a child is homeschooling, when you get that computer back, every tab possible. I don't know how many tabs can be open at one time, but they have tested the limit. So you guess how that computer's running. What, kind of, what kinds of things are they, are they looking up? Have they purchased a bunch of stuff on your credit card that you, no, you're going to find out in like a month or something? They'll start playing a game, then they'll click on the ad on the game. I'm like, oh. Right. Yeah. I did the thing yesterday where <laughs> I actually fell for the survey that said, hey, you want a phone? Like I filled it all up. <laughs> I filled it all up because it said, hey, Bell employee, you are uh, a winner. Thank you for your years of service. I'm like, what? This is great. <laughs> so then I fill it all out. I'm like, how's your service been with Bell? I'm like, great. Outstanding. Everything's good. So we good. just need that credit card once again. So then I, they had like a wheel, like a Price is Right kind of wheel. And so I spun it. And <laughs> it, the first time I, it didn't land on anything, they're like, oh, you get another spin. I'm like, yes, I get another spin. And then again, the whole time I'm just falling for this. So then I spin again iPhone, boom, amazing, and my wife needs a new iPhone, I'm thinking, here we go, I won't have to pay for an iPhone, and then I go to click on it, I'm like, all right, I'll just have to, I guess they'll just, because they'll have all my information, because this is Bell, (laughs) 
This is Bell doing this survey. So surely they have all my information. And then, uh, as you alluded to, all of a sudden it's like, we're just going to need your credit card. And then at that moment, only that moment, did I realize that perhaps this was a ruse. And they made you take so many steps. So are they kind of like the police in a movie where they like, keep them on the phone a bit longer, then we get bit. all the info? A little bit, yeah. yeah. Because <laughs> they're probably tr trying to tap into your phone. Oh, and they probably have. Like, this thing is so compromised. <laughs> all the bell secrets. My oldest daughter sends me those because she has a phone, and she's like, do, what do I do with this? And it's like, you won $200 from Kudo, which is her provider. I'm right. like, don't touch it. Don't even yeah. click on a thing. And yeah. She's like, okay, that's what I thought. Could have used you there yesterday <laughs> as I was filling out the survey and doing more and more damage so from to now my on, phone. If you, if you have things like that pop up, send it to me and I'll advise. Okay, that sounds good. <laughs> I guess I was just feeling, that's the thing. They prey on that emotion. It's still so fun to win something. You spun the wheel twice. I spun the wheel two times. Because the first time they're like, oh, no, you didn't get anything. But guess what? You get another try. And I was so happy I got another try. Sounds like you need a bookie. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I think I need to get into gambling. Something safer, perhaps. Something less dangerous for my technology. I wish there was camera of you going through this. Uh, there is. I mean, when you think about it. Uh, <laughs> Your phone, yeah. <laughs> There is, because I was on the set when we were doing it, getting ready to do the show. <laughs> so do you react? Like, do you, like, cheer if it's on camera, if we got it? Oh, good question. <laughs> I don't know. I was probably trying to play a little bit cool. <laughs> like, whatever. I just want a phone. Whatever. I got an iPhone 11. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Yeah, big sucker over here. Big sucker. I'm sure that's happened uh, to a lot of people. One thing happened on the way to, uh, or to you on the way to work, and I, I don't know if I've ever, ever heard you say anything about this in my life. Okay. You were, I don't want to say complaining, but you were commenting on the fact that, not, now we're in a lockdown in, in Ontario, right? So yeah. everyone's supposed to be at home. So you commented on two things after your drive-in to work tonight because it's the first day of the lockdown. Number one, you said there's still just as many cars on the road. Not a single difference from before the lockdown was put in to the day the lockdown started. Not one less car. But the bigger thing that caught my attention was that you were, you were commenting on how nobody was slowing down, uh, even though it was a pandemic, which shocked me well, because I always feel like you feel everyone's driving too slow. So now it feels like that's, it's a free-for-all. It's like, it's like Mad Max out there. This should be perfect for you. That's the, uh, the younger Dan, the reckless Dan. <laughs> and then when you get three speeding tickets in one year, <laughs> you become, I set the car at 120, uh -huh. and that's all I do. Okay, yeah. Make sure you don't... So, uh... so now what I do is, especially when the kids are in the car, I'm freaking doing 120, like trying to go for it. Yeah. Cars are going go. by like 170. I'm like, yeah. why is he not getting a ticket? Yeah. Why, why are they not getting a and ticket? And they will eventually, but just not in front of you for that satisfaction that Ugh. you want. I know. I know. That's tough. The other thing I was thinking about, and I saw today the police in Ontario said that, you know, because we were speculating, Bell literally gave us letters of employment that say we're, we are allowed to be working at night. Like we're allowed to be out at night and working and 
And so I have it printed off in my glove compartment. Yeah. But then today the cops came out and said, well, we, we're not, we can't stop anyone. Like, yeah. we're not going to stop anybody and question why they're out at night or whatever. But I kind of thought it would be, because I drive downtown at night, and I thought, maybe I will get stopped. But they will ask you, I'm sure, if you do get stopped. Um, yeah, my kids are worried. They're like, because we had to go get the computer fixed today. Got it fixed in town in someone's basement. Uh, I guess I trusted him. Uh, That's probably the same guy who sent me that <laughs> survey on my phone. <laughs> Maybe probably ran the survey from my computer. That's right. Um, so my daughter's like, well, are you allowed to go? I'm like, well, you need it for school. So, yeah, I guess yeah. that's an essential need. Yeah. Yeah. But well, they're worried about things could, like that. Could you drop? It's like curbside pickup, right? You drop it yeah. off. Yeah. He came out to the driveway, mask on. I drop- I'm sure it was definitely his house. <laughs> <laughs> I had to drop out. Like, I had to return something for my wife today at the FedEx. And the guy was so funny. He was, like, at the far end of the store. And I just walked in the door, and I started to approach him. He's like, no! Stay there! I was like, uh, I just want to drop this return off. He's like, right there in the box. And there's like six boxes. And I'm like, this one? He's like, no, that one. I'm like, this one? He's like, no, that one. I'm like, I just want to drop off a return. <laughs> so everyone's on edge. Everybody's on edge here. Well, I'm on edge. So I was out front of my place getting the, uh, the garbage cans, and this guy pulls up. He's like, hey! You live here? I'm like, yeah. He's like, ah, okay. Great show. See ya. I'm like, oh. what are you supposed to say in that instant? Yeah, that happened to me today, too. I was putting out, I was putting the garbage cans out, and a guy came by on his bike, and he said, oh, you're not on TV right now. I'm like, no, I've got a garbage can right here. So, <laughs> so your guy can steal less because he was on a bike. My guy was in a big truck. I guess that's true. It is kind of a weird situation when people know where you live. Though we do talk about where we live literally constantly on this <laughs> podcast. Like, people can definitely figure it out yeah. if they want to. I got his license plate, so I'm good. Okay. I should have. So, <laughs> <laughs> so if there's a problem, look out, pal. It's going to be trouble for you. So now we're in a lockdown. And... Uh, I don't know. How long is this thing? A month? That's what they say. Oh, man. There goes ski season. Again, I'm not like going to the Whistler Resorts or anything. I got a a bump of a hill. We don't have. That's all we do. We don't have. The Whistler (laughs) Resorts. We do not have Whistler Resorts. But those, it's a not-for-profit. Their entire season's done. Like, uh, they'll have a month of skiing by the end of this. Yeah, it's, uh, I'm thinking we're just not skiing in Ontario. But in BC, they... I'm not sure if it's all of BC, but I know in Kelowna yes. where my folks live, uh, Big White is open. Whistler's open. Silver Star's open. Uh, they had like some sort of crazy outbreak at Big White. Still opened up. So, yeah, it's weird how every province is, uh, is so different when it and comes to that stuff. The walks have picked up in earnest in my town. Like People are walking. It's almost like, you know those movies where... It's like a walking club. Where the, the movies where they have the, um, the background actors and some movies they are like, okay, this street is way too busy. Too many people walking. That's what it looks like at times. I'm like, okay, there's a bit too many people that walking. So you aren't happy with people getting exercise. You want them No, everyone's home. bored. All I'm saying is they're bored. There's yeah. just a lot of people. But, and our little... Here's a perfect example. Our little Orno... You've been there, the fairgrounds. So there's an old track around it. 
if you go there dead of winter, any time of winter, you'll see a no couple one. sets of footprints right. and a dog's footprints. Maybe it's now, deer. it looks like they've ran a parade. Right. That many people are walking the track. Seems like if you're going to go for a walk, do you want to walk around a track? Here's, okay, I've done that. But if you go off the beaten path and go through the woods and stuff, then you're like, ugh, got to walk all the way back. On a track close to home, you're like, I'm done. Yeah, I guess so. You can bail on that walk at any point. But it just seems so boring. Nah, there's lots to look at. <laughs> the Ag Society, the, outs- the outside of the rink. The 115 going by. <laughs> You're like, that guy's going too fast. Wait, can you see the 115 from the track? Oh, it's right next to it. Wow. Man, you guys are close to that track. Well, I'm not. The fairgrounds are. That's why no one lives there. Right. On the fairgrounds. Nope. <laughs> Except for the carnies. Where do the carnies live when there's no carnivals? I thought about them all summer, as most people do. You think of carnies. Yeah, you think of carnies in the summertime. Those poor men and carnies. women, no jobs all summer. Yeah, I know. And that's the last thing that's going to come back, are fairs. True. Well, I feel like, no, nightclubs are already back. We just don't know it. I was really? going to say nightclubs. Oh, there's got, you know, there's got to be underground clubs, probably at Drake's house or something. Wow, that would be like... right. Reka, our uh, camera operator, the metal queen, she's probably at a different metal club every night. But I bet you everyone's so terrified they wouldn't she even go to She just shrugged her under- shoulders, so that means yes. They wouldn't go to an underground club because you'd be like cast out of society. Yeah, I just, I am, the, the Christmas thing really threw me for a loop. The amount of people that got together that ignored the whole lockdown thing. It was like, okay, people are really officially sick of this. And you know how they caught them? Ontario government did a phone survey and asked if you're following the rules. And a third of the people said, nah. And so are you, and are you even always honest on a phone survey? Like, do you think it, it actually is even higher than that? Because I feel like if I was called and I had, you know, gone and got together with a bunch of people and then so the Ontario government called me at a phone survey, I'd probably lie because I'd be worried, like, what if, they're, what if they're recording this or something like that? If I don't know a number, I don't answer any surveys because I don't know if they've ever called me. Right. But I answer the phone like this. If I don't know the number, I'll say, hello. And then they'll say, so-and-so calling, I'll, I'll just say, And then they hang up. Well, that's the best way. You aren't. You don't have to make up a lie. True. And it's always duck cleaning anyway, not duck. Duct. Yeah, duct cleaning is like that's the scam. That's a scam too. It's the ultimate scam, right? But what now. is the scam? What is the? How do they get your money? How do they scam? So you? maybe they come to your house and they case the joint and later rob it because they're coming and cleaning your ducts, right? Or do you prepay and then they just run with the money? I don't think so. I think you pay after. I think it's them. Ca- it's literally them casing the joint, right? I think that's what it is. At this point, I'm going to invite them over. They're... I need some visitors. So r- right now, oh, okay, we're wondering, Jamie, can we call her? Can we call Mina? We're having a hard time. So, folks, uh, Mina Kimes is our guest today, ESPN NFL analyst, uh, writer for ESPN.com. We're very excited to have her on. We want to uh, get her on Skype, but she's having some issues with it, so we're hoping we could maybe call her on a telephone. Okay. 
Is that possible, guys? What are we thinking? Well, I think we're just working that out. Um, Skype. No, no, Jane. She she just wants. Yeah, I have a number for her. Okay, so you can do you can do phone. All right, so yes, we will call in two minutes. Okay, Jamie, I'm sending you her number. Uh, this is exciting, guy. Oh no. Nope. So Skype, we've always had problems with since this whole pandemic. Yeah. Skype had the market. It was theirs. You were it's a all name brand. theirs. You it's were all a name theirs. brand. And Zoom comes in and takes all your business because Skype is too confusing. You know what that reminds me of? Uh, taxis. If taxis had figured out... And BlackBerry. BlackBerry, the market was yours. Right. If taxis had figured out the, um, the app. Yes. Right? Taxis would still be... Uh, Still be laughing right now. But yeah, because, because they didn't figure out the app and Uber did, boomsies, taxis are done. There was a, a new age of taxis after Jersey Shore. Cabs it. <laughs> People are like, whoa, cabs it. What? Uh, taxi? What, what is this thing? What? There's another Jersey Shore coming out. Jersey, Jersey Shore family vacation or something? Well, didn't they already do? Don't they already have their families now? They've all been divorced. Uh, the situation's in jail. He's apparently. out now like, on the promos. He out? He's out. Okay. What did he go to jail for? Probably tax. duct cleaning scams. <laughs> tax evasion, I believe. Oh, yeah. When I hear tax evasion from someone like the situation, what that means to me is, the situation didn't realize that humans have to pay taxes. <laughs> it's not so much that he had an elaborate scheme that he was scamming the IRS. It's that he just thought that all the money he was getting, yeah. he could keep. And then they came to get it, and he said, I don't have it. I don't have that anymore. I spent that because money. Because there's no way you would go to prison for a few years if you had the money. Correct. Yeah. If you can pay it, you can pay it. Like Willie Nelson the I, put out that album, the IRS tapes, literally to pay his tax bill. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, didn't Marvin Gaye put out an album called Here My Dear to pay his alimony to his ex-wife? Yikes. Yeah. So something, something for us to think about. <laughs> something for us divorcees to think about and ponder. Uh, yeah, so Mina's going to join us. Uh, Mina Kimes is going to join us On here. On a landline or a cell phone? I don't know. I think it's a cell. I think it's a cell. And, uh, yeah, we, we're excited. So we were supposed to have Mina on last week, mm -hmm. last Wednesday. Yep. And that was, of course, the night that the, uh, the Jamiroquai lead singer J.K. and his merry band of ne'er-do-wells stormed the Capitol. So we decided we'd, uh, we'd postpone until today. But thank you for listening to our Best Of podcast last week. Um, conversations with some of our best pals and such. I listened to the start of that one. It sounded great. So... Maybe the audio's okay. Maybe it's kicked up. All right, here we go. We've got her. We've got her on the line. Our guest today has been with ESPN since 2014, senior writer and analyst on NFL Live, which you can see on TSN every day at 4 o'clock Eastern. She also appears on other TSN shows like Around the Horn, Highly Questionable, and, of course, That's Hockey with Gino Retta. <laughs> she has her own popular podcast, The Mina Kimes Show, featuring Lenny. Lenny is her dog. We are thrilled to welcome to the program for the first time Mina Kimes. And I understand, Mina, you were just out for a run? <laughs> yeah, that was my explanation for not appearing on camera. 
so you're, you're hi it's dan here um hey Mina, uh you're on skype right now we have a we have an issue with skype because you have never got someone's info for skype called them and it worked instantly there is a glaring error with skype would you agree or disagree you know, I don't use it a lot. Exactly. We're a big yeah. Zoom Zoom culture here in the states these days. Although I guess, yeah, not for real time stuff. But yeah, I can't remember the last time I had a Skype call. So when I asked you, Mina, when we were talking about you coming on the podcast, and I said, "What's your Skype ID?" Did you think that we were in a third world country? <laughs> <laughs> so you know, it's funny. The last time I used it, and every so you know how it shows you like your last Skype calls on the side or whatnot, right? And most of them were international calls from either doing like Australian or European NFL media over the years, or back when I was a, an actual reporter, I did some international stories. Um, and so there were s- some calls to Asia and that was about it. Right. Yeah. I mean, I, I think cause we're all zoom up here as well in terms of business and everything, but for some reason, just here at TSN, and maybe it's because ESPN won't let us have Zoom yet, <laughs> but just here at Security, TSN. Security, though. Right. People worry about, and of course, given the you know highly protected nature of what we're, we're doing right here, it makes sense. It so, to be honest, Skype, the only time I've ever used it is for this podcast, too. <laughs> like, I had to open an account. Anyway. Well, I, it appears you're not going to get a Skype sponsorship anytime soon yeah. based on the conversation we, we've uh, Skype, had. Neither will I. Skype, I think, I think so. they've abandoned the offices. I, I think yeah. Skype has Curses. abandoned advertising altogether. <laughs> um, Mina, are you back in L.A.? Or are you on the East Coast? Because you were on the East Coast this week, right, doing the show? I was, that's right. And I'm back in L.A. Um, I just sent my coworkers at NFL Live a screenshot of the temperature here. It's 82 degrees. Oh, um, yeah, I know a little weather humble brag. I imagine it's not as pleasant where you are. No, it's and, not. It's and where really do you not. go? Where did you go to school? Because you sent out a tweet today that I wanted to discuss. You said <laughs> I can. I still can't smell shaving cream without thinking of the last day of elementary school when we got to clean our desks with it. And then you said people are replying, "What?" And now I'm worried this is either a regional thing or deeply age specific. I have never heard of. This. I've never heard of that either. Well, I did put out a poll, and only 20% of my responders said yes, that they did this, which is deeply weird, by the way, because, like, you know, what phenomena is not regional? And the responders, the people who said yes, were from all across the country, all different ages. It just turns out that one out of every five American school teachers on the last day of school decides to let their children, including young Mina Kimes, go absolutely ham on their desks with shaving cream, huff it, like, you know, just throw it and and we look like, you know, baboons hurling our poo at each other. (laughs) And weirdly, though, four out of five kids have never had this experience. And I grew up in the military. I was a military brat, so I lived all over the country. And I had this weirdly had this experience in multiple states so i don't know why was it to clean was it to clean the desk or to have fun i think it's but i mean i don't have kids but i get the impression you have to distract them as often as possible so i think it was like a distraction ploy frankly um but there was under the auspice of cleaning like they're pretending (laughs) like we were cleaning our you know like our pencil doodles we'd have on the desks at the end of the year 
I, I you know like I I can't explain it and and I was felt like I was being gaslit because people were like are you sure this even happened but then 20 percent of people were saying it absolutely happened to me too and 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 then some people were saying, well, I think you just incepted this memory into my brain because I haven't thought of it in years. So anyways, I, I'm sorry to waste your time with this no, story. No, but no. I, I think I'm this so has been very informative, <laughs> actually. And I like the idea we were talking about sponsorships. We swing this into a Gillette sponsorship for this show. Whereas we're Not always if I looking get it for first. This right. is the most people have, on sports Twitter talked about shaving cream. And, yeah. you know, when, the only thing, when I think of shaving cream, I think of... Uh, hockey players, how you have to, that, if you shake someone's hand, that's the best way to get rid of a hockey player gloved hand smell. Well, there's, do you, Mina, do you know about the, the hockey equipment smell issue? Like, I can't say I do. Hockey equipment makes football equipment probably smell like Febreze, like sweet, <laughs> really? sweet scent. Like, hockey equipment is just disgusting. Um, so Dan's right. Like that's a good way to get rid of the scent. But because if you oh. shake someone's hand that just played hockey, that smells with you for the next two days. Visually, that checks out just based on the like you know thickness of the gear, I yeah. guess, and the general sort of me and of oh, I don't want to make hockey people mad. Once I go into Canada podcast, I'm not going to say anything more about hockey. It's okay. So stop That's, me right there. They're they're too sensitive anyway, Mina. <laughs> Mina, so you are a Seahawks fan, but so you were uh, a military kid, so you went around the country. But in the end, did you end yeah. up in the Pacific Northwest, and that's how you became a Seahawks fan? No, um, my dad was in the Air Force. We lived a zillion places, but he was a Seahawks fan, a Seattle sports fan generally. So I'm all Seattle sports, just passed down from him. You know, like most fandoms from father to daughter but i lived in arizona virginia i was born in nebraska michigan and actually i'm I'm not trying to pander but people always think i'm canadian because i guess i have somewhat of a flat voice from living in so many places yes you do Um, not have any american twang or regional accent i I mean it's like if you mix all the paints together you always get purple i guess if you mix every state together (laughs) you get canadian Canadian accent now how do our voices i get this all the time do we have a a canadian uh tinge to our voice yeah you sound very canadian Ah. okay there you go well i guess we sort of earned it (laughs) um mina so seahawks first of all when did your fandom start? Are we talking Dave Craig era, or are we talking the dark times like Dan McGuire era? Well, I was negative years old during uh, you know some of those early years, but they were passed down to me. I, I have a Dave Craig card that my dad gave to me that I, I'll confess to you guys. I don't think I ever said it. That was my first crush. Nice. He had uh, flow to yeah. him, the hair. I don't know if you remember. I he mean, was a cool cat. The chestnut locks, um, just spectacular. I mean, the, the first fa- player that I was like a true fan of, you know, I'd like to play cool and say, you know, I was a Largent fan from day one, but it's really like a Sean Alexander in the 90s say, yeah. when I was kind of sentient enough to understand what Madden was happening. cover athlete Sean Alexander. Yeah, you know, the Seahawks, but, you know, Seahawks fandom for a long time was pretty depressing. Well, this um, uh, this is why I wanted to ask you about it, because I grew up a Seahawks fan because I grew up in Western Canada. We had Seattle yeah. American channels, and so back then you only got the game for the region where your channels came from. So that's why a lot of Toronto people are Buffalo Bills fans, 
and I became a Seahawks fan, and I grew up in that Dave Craig era, and then it was just, it wasn't so much depressing, it was just a sea of mediocrity until Pete showed up, kind of, right? It was like, even like even the Hasselbeck oh, years, there was playoff I success. Went to Super Bowl, yeah. Right? Yeah, I mean, it's, I mean, Hasselbeck, I, so he's a, a teammate at <laughs> ESPN, and yeah. the first time, I, I used to go, when I was new to the company, we watched, they play the games, they call it the war room, they don't do it now, because, you know, the pandemic and all that, but screen of TVs, and all the football analysts sit in this room, and it's kind of like a high school cafeteria, where, like, the cool kids sit in the front, and the nobodies like me at the time would sit in the back and I used to just spend the whole time staring intensely at Matt Hasselbeck. He probably thought I was a total <laughs> psychopath because I was like such a fan of his. I had, two, I think the first time I met him, I told him I had two of your jerseys. One was a Chinese counterfeit one, um, which is really not something you should say to an NFL player, by the way, I owned a <laughs> counterfeit Jersey, but he said, yeah, you can always tell they're the Chinese ones. Cause the eight always looks a little off. And I said, you're right. It did look a little bit off, but, um, I, 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 I liked his game, and I like those teams. And, you know, they were cheated out of a Super Bowl. It's the worst officiated game in NFL history. They should have had one. So I, it, there were ups and downs. There were great players that I liked rooting for during those years. But obviously nothing compared to the last eight, nine years. So you talked about that room when we're, uh, everyone was watching the games. That reminds mm. me of the avocado room, which we had at Fox in L.A. And thinking back now, it's Which like- was a room... It's exactly the same thing, Mina. Yeah, with, with see, TVs. Screen of, yeah, everyone like, went there to watch the games together. Like, thinking back now, we kind of, like, didn't want to be fanboys and didn't want to make a big deal of it. But you walk in, and there's living legend after living legend after living. Like, you're like, and you can just sit next to them and watch a, a baseball game or watch a football game. Yeah. It's kind of mind-blowing. It's hard not to be starstruck. Yeah. And then imagine you're me, and everyone there thinks you're in catering. Right or something, you know. So like, there's an added dynamic. (laughs) Maybe not now, but at the beginning. So there's an added element of a a remove. But yeah, I was just trying not to be creepy and mostly Um, failing. I mean, his eyes are piercing blue. In our room, we've gone over this story before. But Pete Rose used to work with us. I almost drove to with to Vegas with Pete Rose one night. Casual, as one does. So it's moments like those that are just uh, unique. I'm glad I didn't. I'm glad I didn't. Yeah, the almost is really operative there. (laughs) At the time, I was mad at Dan for not doing it, to be honest, Mina, because, yes, like now in hindsight, you probably don't want to get in a vehicle with Pete Rose. But at the time, (laughs) at the time, I thought that would be a great story. Oh, yeah. Right? Yeah. Do it for the story. Yeah. And the potential lawsuit. Do it for the book. (laughs) Um so when you joined ESPN, I want to ask you something you said about Dan Levitard recently, Mina. You said, Levitard encouraged me to be my weirdest, most hyena-like self, which is something the show has done for so many of us. You're talking about Dan's show that's uh, recently, well, Dan's left the show. Uh, you said, you showed us that there isn't a right way to talk about sports or behave on TV or radio. I thought that was really um, that spoke to me, certainly, and spoke, probably speaks to Dan, too, because we don't, we don't like the typical style of broadcasting. When you went in, though, did you really not have the confidence? Was it really going on Dan's show that gave you the confidence to realize, hey, I can just be myself uh, on this program? You know, I would say it 
kind of was the missing piece for me because at the time I was starting to do analysis because I started ESPN's reporter and I knew how to do the preparation. I knew how to study, right? Which is something I've just kind of known how to do my whole life. Okay, how to study and prepare and do that kind of thing. But as you guys know, um, there's not only such thing as too much preparation, it's really only half of it. Um, the other half is kind of the willingness to cast all the studying and preparation aside and just lean into your personality and your voice and hope that people like it. And that's something that I really didn't have access to unless until I started working with Dan. Um, yeah, the story that the hyena thing was, I mean, I've just always had a really weird laugh my whole life. And, um, the very first day at his radio show, he does these looks likes there. The, someone looks like this and looks like that. I have a really, le- do you, are you guys familiar with the concept? The looks like game, they call it. Yeah. Hard? Yeah. We call it, uh, are they related? We do a similar bit oh, right, that we yeah. probably ripped oh, okay. off from Dan. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh, all the sports radio is just ripping <laughs> off of each other. Right. But, right. um, and media, but, um, I have a legendary looks like, so I'll, I'll get to that at the end. Don't put a pin in that, but, the looks like on this, my very first day was Larry Bird looks like a, I think it was like an old Ukrainian woman. Like, I don't know, something so fun. And I just lost it. And I was so embarrassed. And then he was just so delighted and then just spent the whole time trying to make me laugh like that. Um, and it had never occurred to me that, you know, I could be something other than like a perfectly polished person, especially as a woman, because we were, you know, most women and forget sports television, television generally, but especially sports are very polished. I, I pray Larry Bird saw that. I, I hope so. Oh, so mine was Mina. This is my favorite, guys. So the listeners submit them. Mina Kimes looks like your girlfriend's roommate who answers the door and says she doesn't want to talk to you right now. <laughs> <laughs> you know what, Mina? Really good. That's, that's pretty good, actually. It's pretty good, yeah. yeah. The other one I got is the Senate aide uh, hurrying <laughs> behind the Senate, carrying a stack of papers that just fell to the ground. That, that was pretty good, too. Like someone on Veep or something like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah like overtaxed. You yeah, know? I can see that. I can see that. Now, yeah. you, but do you find it, and not to turn this into a why did Dan Levitard uh, get let go or decide to leave, but to me, Dan and the show he created, and a little bit, it ties to the extent of what you guys do on NFL Live with, with Dan and Marcus and Laura. When you have that chemistry, when you have that kind of magic that you can't create, it's like something that you'd think a network would desperately want to hold on to, which is why I'm so surprised that ESPN has sort of turned their back on Dan Levitard. This is your, this is your safe place, by the way. You can agree with me and, and trash your employer. <laughs> Sorry, I was just closing the door. My uh, dog just ran out because my husband got home. Um, not at all looking to be bailed out of a potentially uncomfortable conversation. Um, <laughs> you know, I, I, I think. Look, I, I don't, I don't have insight into sort of the things that are about my pay grade, but I, I do think uh, Dan and his crew, like what they do, is so special. It'll thrive anywhere their fan bases will follow them you know and they already have but they 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 of anything i've worked at at any place they have cultivated i would guess the world is maybe the right yeah. word to describe yeah. it yeah. it's kind of like world building and there's like inside jokes and references i always tell them it reminds me of how like george r, r. martin 
like his fans want to kill him for not finishing Game of Thrones and they know more about the books than him. That's how I feel about Levitard's fans. Right. Like at some point they're just going to cannibalize him. It's really <laughs> ugly. But anyways, I, all of which is a roundabout way of saying, I think I understand why he is independent now. I think it's going to be incredible and I'm really excited to watch them do what they do. That's Who a very... Else? That's a very uh, politically correct way of finishing it. I think that was well done, Mina. Who else would Thank have you. a cult following like that in the States? You and me. <laughs> yeah. Why do, you, why do you think I'm on this? My dog, actually, by the way. My yeah. dog has a cult following. It's kind of weird. There's, he has, like, there's people with social media pretending to be him. What, what? Now, how did it start? How did Lenny start to be a part of the podcast <laughs> and subsequently your television appearances as well? Um... So I launched my NFL, God, launch is such a pretentious verb to describe any of your own projects. I started my NFL project podcast, ah! uh, I want to say like three years ago or something. And then prior to that, I'd been a recurring guest on the Bill Barnwell show, which is pretty X nose podcast we have. And I think I, um, so at first when I was launched, uh, there I go again, when I was creating it, I was thinking about having a male co-host and some of my colleagues and then I realized I didn't I wanted to have my own thing and the only reason I was trying to think of a co-host was because I thought people wouldn't listen to it if it was only hosted by a woman so then I added my dog as a co-host because he is male and it was kind of an inside joke with myself I was like well maybe Lenny will legitimize it to people I don't know and um and unfortunately, it was a bad decision because he's power hungry and <laughs> has overtaken me in both fame, renown, and devotion. And the most common response I get to my podcast is that it's actually the Lenny show featuring Mina Kimes, which it's true. So you got Lenny on TikTok. No. So in my response to his avarice and, you know, lust for a power, I've kept him off of social media so that i can leverage his content Mm. to build my own following but like i said the downside of this is he has these like fake accounts out there which is there's one that has like thousands of followers it's really upsetting and (laughs) it it tweets political content so i'm so worried all the time like what if it's not something i actually want to yeah but i actually do most of the time so i'm like all right power to the people power to the fake lenny Whoever it's probably like you. some Maybe seventy-five it's the real year old man. Maybe it's really him when you're away at work. He's got a little tiny phone. His little paws are just. <laughs> he can run the TikTok account. Sign up as a content creator. Lenny's paying for himself. Oh my god, I love that idea, but um, oh, I also like hate work, it because then where would I get my content? That's fair <laughs> enough. Uh, Mina, uh, here's a question: Do you and Dan Orlovsky wear the same size pants? Uh, no, um, Dan's too tall. So you, you, if you'd phrased it as like waist size, I might have been like, ah, but Dan's like eight feet tall. It's actually kind of freakish. Um, but those pants, Mina, like they're his, he's really got to just let him like out. like everyone at ESPN though. Is, is that true? Things? These days. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. It's so, very, so Dan very was trendy. wearing and our buddy, um, uh, Dustin Nielsen was mentioning this on his uh, radio show in Edmonton. The suit jacket and hoodie. I know. Combo. He was really proud of himself that day. <laughs> Is this a thing? Because uh, our friend Dustin was trying it out. He wants to adopt it because he likes wearing hoodies. 
But this was like a thing like ten years ago. I know, but I is it back? Like. Usually, if Dan does it, I assume it's not. So <laughs> I'm gonna go no. Okay. But um, the thing about Dan, just for a moment, he is so un- he is not only like a, a a brilliant football mind and a great supporter to me both on and off the air he's also like totally unashamed of his terrible takes on like food and fashion and music and um he he can take the heat too so if you ever want to criticize his outfits do it to his face he loves it like so we're talking like i think i've seen you tweet about this mina like how how he cooks his steak, the types of foods he likes, the music. Hate the music's seasoning. out of control, right? I mean, it's just. Oh, I want to hear what's the music. Oh, it's like all bad country and stuff. Yeah. I mean, he plays it on his phone when you walk into the studio. Oh gosh. Um, yeah, it's. But you know what? The foundation of our friendship is. It's kind of shameful. It's based on football stuff because we were texting before we started doing the show together. We would text each other opinions and thoughts but also we both watched the bachelor oh, and so yeah. we were in a bachelor That's a cult. Yeah, text. people that watch the bachelor are a cult because you guys are loyal yeah it's so dumb but also <laughs> great we all need that right now it's i don't it, exactly. watch what you want i don't i got tons of people that watch it um so how does dan cook his steak like i i i charred with the, charred yeah. oh like well. Well, the thing about him, I don't know about the steak, but he hates seasoning and flavor and spice. Right. Mm. And is proud of that. That makes it kind of. But just like having watched him, that makes sense that he doesn't like any of those things. You know, it's. I think the thing that's really jumps out to it. He's like a man of routine. Right. Too. He eats the same thing every like on every Tuesday, every Wednesday. Mm. Um, it's kind of amazing. But d- does that ever, does it surprise you somehow, Mina, that you guys seem so uh, polar opposite as human beings, and yet uh, the chemistry on air is very noticeable, not just with you two, but with Marcus and Laura, too? Um, like, did you know it right away? Thank you. Like, did you, well, Dan it- and I have been friends. So Marcus and Laura, I was new, new to when we started doing this show. But Dan and I have been friends for a few years now, and... It's funny, like, we're very different in some ways, but him and I mind meld all the time. Like, um, we all have the exact same takeaway from a game or the exact same opinion all the time. It's kind of freaky, actually. Um, Like, I'll... He'll send a screenshot of, like, his notes, and I'm like, damn you, I wrote the exact same thing, like, constantly. So... We connect there. And then Marcus and Laura, I just admired from afar, um, just watching them on you know, ESPN. But I didn't know how much I would you know, enjoy working with them until we started. And then when we started, guys, you know, it was remote, like a yes. lot of weird things this year. So right. that makes it extra hard. Like when, I, when we switched to doing Highly Questionable remotely, for example, I'd been working with Dan and Pablo and such for years. But we started a new show remotely, which was weird. How did you like doing the national championship game? You were on the, what did they call your feed? We did, so we did the uh, wild card game on our mega cast. Mega on cast. Mega cast. Plus. You're on the mega cast. But, well, there's, there was two mega casts. It's yeah. very mega. At how, how do you and like then doing we did those? The, that looks like a fun format. Yeah, they're fun. So the wild card game was um, kind of analytics driven, which is sort of my bailiwick. So that was really fun because um, 
a lot of, I spent a lot of time thinking about how to kind of introduce concepts to a, a mainstream audience or make people comfortable with numbers or new ideas in football. And so we got to experiment with some of that. You know, I was disappointed. It was Ravens Titans was our game. And I was disappointed that there weren't any um, go for two scenarios because I have craved the idea of being on our I always wanted to be on a broadcast where I can explain to people, you know, why down 14 or 15 or whatever you're going for two, but that didn't happen in that game. And then the college football championship we did on, um, it, it was on ESPN two. And that was just sort of our crew hanging out and cutting it up. That literally was how it came across. Just like you guys yeah. were just hanging out and chatting. It, it was great. Actually. That's the one we thank watched. You. That's the one we watched. Oh, you, you mentioned the analytics. Could they not, like uh, for an NFL game, for any game, do like they do when you go to your um, your in-house uh, former referee. Couldn't they go to an analytics person in a certain situation? Yeah, you know, I get that a lot on Twitter. People saying, hey, can you kind of, or, you know, you or someone or, and I'm not even like, I, I wouldn't characterize myself as a analytics person. I just like learning and yeah. reading and hearing why people do things. And, and it's, it's always, it's, it's, it drives me crazy because it's really easy to explain, but so many times when you watch broadcasts, they either sound dismissive of it or don't want to explain it at all, you know? Um, for example, I mean, there was, I don't remember the broadcast, but there was in the Colts-Bills game, um, Frank Reich went for two, right? And they had to score two touchdowns, and I, I can't remember the exact score, but the rationale was, well, if you have two scoring opportunities and you go for it twice go for two both times your chances of converting at least once are better than failing which is not that difficult a concept to understand and lo and behold he failed the first time and accomplished it the second time and tied up the game and and yet people were so infuriated because people's feelings tend to be in response to sort of what they hear on the broadcast. Right. Right. And if they don't walk away feeling like they understand why coaches are doing things, they are angry. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, that makes perfect sense. Well, people don't like new things. So. No, that's true. People like, uh, people don't like change generally. Yeah. 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 And they just say numbers, numbers. And it's like, it's not really about numbers. It's like, you know, about believing in your offense thinking, hey, we're, we have more than like a pretty solid chance of converting at least one of these because our offense is good and we have good plays. You know? And we want to win the game. Plus, it's, not, it's just more fun. Uh, you know, yeah, for the, play to win. Yeah, play to win. Listen, Mina, we got to let you go. We kept you a little late. You're so <laughs> awesome. Thank you so much for doing this. Um, let's do it again sometime soon. And if you're ever around this way, come in the studio, hang out when all this is over. And you'll just blend right in because you have no accent whatsoever. So it's <laughs> I appreciate that. I hope all the Canadian listeners uh, agree that I sound like one of them. So we'll do a poll. We'll do it. We'll do our own. Yeah, Twitter do a poll. poll. Yeah, we'll do a Twitter afterward. poll afterward. And uh, but yeah, but thanks again so much. Uh, stay safe down there. Say hi to Lenny for us, and uh, we'll talk to you soon. Thanks, Mina. Appreciate it. Bye. Talk to you later. There we go. Nice. Yes, yeah, Skype. Can we get? We gotta. It's, you know, it's, you know what it is? It's, it's, to me, it's not the technology. It's just embarrassing. Like, I was embarrassed <laughs> to ask her, right? Just when we're just texting and I'm like, oh, do you have your Skype ID? And I thought she was going to reply, your, my Skype? You know, like, I thought she was going to be like, why would, mm -hmm. why wouldn't we do Zoom? Anyway, she was, she gave us the so Skype. So that's hilarious. Oh she probably thought we didn't even have Zoom up here. Yeah. Well, that's an understandable <laughs> Hey, are we wearing the different country, right?
It's a little different. We're wearing... Very yeah. similar tie. Yeah, mine's a little brighter blue. I think we're good. Yeah, we're fine. Well, that's, uh, that's, that was great having Mina on. She's awesome. Yeah. You know what else is great? Hockey's back. Yeah, For some Everywhere. reason, I think everyone will probably agree, it just feels different than the bubble. It feels different, and this all-Canadian division... Even without fans, yeah, I, this, I agree. This all-Canadian division, I think, is the reason it feels different, because now every single freaking week you're going to be like, oh, my God, they're playing again. Well, Do you remember what happened last night? But don't you think it's more that they're playing in their own buildings? Like, I, don't, I can't put my finger on it. I, I, to me, it's that, it's that all, all these games are going on. Like, tonight we've got 11 games, and like right now we've got all these monitors in the studio, and they've all got a different game on. It's like, okay, now it feels like... This feels like a season. Yeah. You know, this is happening. Now, talk to us in a couple of weeks if there's positive COVID cases. Maybe we wish we're back in the bubble. But for now, pretty fun. Oh, opening night was unreal. Yeah. Did you just say opening it? No, opening night. Well, I was trying to stifle up. <laughs> <laughs> um, here's something to tell everybody, Dan. We have a get. So we're back. We should let everyone know, apologies for the erratic schedule early on, but we're back uh, Monday midnight uh, as of this Monday. And our guest this week is Robin Black, our MMA analyst and former rock star, Robin Black and the Intergalactic All-Stars from the 90s. I can't wait to ask him about being a rock star in the 90s. Yeah. Come on, that's crazy. So that's a big week. So we've got a podcast Monday. Yep. Ruby O'Toole's birthday turns 10 on Tuesday. Biden gets uh, inaugurated on the Wednesday. That's a big week next week. Oh, I'm looking forward to it. So, uh, so yeah, just, uh, just letting everybody know, Robin Black, our guest. We're going to talk, of course, uh, talking about Connor getting back into the ring against Dustin Poirier. Did you see his post today on Sorry, Instagram? back into the octagon. I said a ring, back yep. the octagon. No, I didn't. What did, what did he post? I don't uh, think I follow Connor. Someone picked it up. I saw him. He had, I said, oh, new whip and new watch or something. And then one of the, I don't know if it was TMZ or something, picked it up. His watch was uh, $1 million. They're like, oh, that's the uh, so-and-so. Um, there's only that. Patek Philippe. I don't know what it is. It's a, a watch that you'd be terrified to wear because it looked very fragile. Well, uh, he likes to spend money. He really he does. does. He really likes to spend money. Good for him. Hey. And what good what good is money if you don't spend? And we'll ask Robin, and he'll probably agree. He's Connor's mellowed so much in the last four years. He's had a kid. He's know. got. He's not as angry. He's, and doesn't seem and he's also been not knocked off his perch, but definitely the Habib fight. Yeah, definitely. I think changed him as a fighter because that's a guy I just don't think he could beat. Period. Mm-hmm. And everybody else, he certainly had the potential of being. Well, not Floyd as a boxer, but. Are you getting the pay-per-view? Uh, I, yeah, we probably yeah, Connor's a must-buy. Yeah, He's we, the we'll only person in, in combat sports, boxing, anything you want to call it, that is a must-buy. Well, I'm looking forward, and we'll probably keep Robin on for almost the whole hour because he's so fascinating, such a hilarious personality, and so great at breaking down MMA, so... Yeah, you'll, you see his pieces on our show all the time. If you watch our show, he breaks down fights. And, so, and yeah. his sign-off phrase is... Enjoy the hostilities. Enjoy the hostilities, my friend. <laughs> and he says that in that very breathy voice. Enjoy yeah. the hostilities, my friend. I love it. Um, so that'll be next week. Um, thanks for listening this week. Thanks again to Mina Kimes for joining us. 
and uh, see you Monday. Bye-bye. Stay safe, wear a mask, wash your hands, and wipe your bum. They're going home! to the Jay and Dan podcast brought to you by our friends at McDonald's James Duffy presents the rubber boots podcast so we're sitting down at our table the, the waiter comes up and he's like profusely sweating <laughs> and this is like 100% his first line to us he goes hello I am not well <laughs> I'm very ill. <laughs> you ate there? I came down with it yesterday. I've just not been good. Not good at all. Get it at tsn.ca and anywhere you get your podcasts.